Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Welcome to episode 163 of Tales from the Hard Side. Today's podcast features Ray Taylor, host of the Inspire Disorder podcast and creator of the Inspire Disorder Collective. He's a bad motherfucker. Join us, will you? Please call the voicemail and leave a message. Call 937-265-2024. Call 937-265-2024. Uh-oh. Here comes trouble. Hey, what's up? This is Tom Segura, and you're listening to Izzy Rock on the Tales from the Hard Side podcast. Hey, this is Brendan Walsh, and you're listening to Izzy Rock on Tales from the Hard these are tales from the hard side, painted so vivid, kicking real life stories, not woven or knitted. Izzy Rock brings that rawness to all who listen, dropping heavy knowledge, knowledge, and sharing some wisdom. Going down that rough road only makes you tougher. It's a beautiful struggle, sometimes we suffer. Let the people know you aren't in this alone. This talk is deep, it cuts down to the bone. No fakeness here, this as real as it gets. Hazardous on the mic, kick it live and direct. Spread that vibe everywhere, all across the globe. The idea's real simple, there's no secret code. Reach out to the people, spread that positive energy. Cause we're all looking for a little bit of serenity. Whatever little part of this planet you live in. These tales from the hard side are now transmitting. Transmitting. Today's track is from Dayton Ben Good English. Here's Lion's Kiss.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 163 of Tales from the Hard Side. I'm your host, Izzy Rock. You can go follow me on social media at the Izzy Rock and go to theizzyrock.com and check out my other podcast that I do called On the Block with my co-host, God Epic. Good dude. Recently into motorcycles, big time. So if you guys want to hear about some bikers stuff, we're going to be talking about that over there for the foreseeable future. He's trying to get me to get a motorcycle. And, uh, <laughs> and I do another podcast called the Gym City Podcast that I help produce. And I'll talk more about that uh, a little bit later. But today I got on with me somebody that I've had on episode 55, episode 101, episode 101. Somebody hate, some people hate when you say oh. Uh, episode 127 with Keith Spurlock, and he is the host of the Inspired Disorder podcast and the creator of the Inspired Disorder Collective. Ray Taylor, what's up, dude? Doing good, man. <laughs> it's so weird being on the other side of like being the guest on it. It's been a while since I've been a guest on your show, but it's been a while since I've been a guest in general on a show, and it's it's kind of uh, it's a weird thing. Because I'm used to being in control, is what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, did, none of us control. are really in control, Ray. None of us are really in control. Oh, no, no. I'm completely in control. I'm 100% in control. That's how I I write every episode. Every word that's said on the episode is written. Takes takes a little bit longer than you'd think. It's, all, but, uh, it's a long process. Uh, doing each episode, it takes so many hours to pre-prepare. You know, I mean, to even add in the times where I forget or we go on tangents, it's really hard to artificially make it seem like somebody's extremely high doing a podcast. <laughs> it's it's amazingly difficult to to author such a thing, but I do it because I love it. And uh, yeah, but anyway, it's great coming back on, man. It's yeah. been a while. I know I hit you up during the holidays. I was like, man, I need to talk. But I was, I think it's better that we're doing it now instead of then because. You know, the holidays are like an emotional time. So I don't know what kind of you would have gotten super emo, Ray. Be like, Izzy, <laughs> black makeup. I just want to go cave, man. That's how I've been for uh, for the past few months, man. It, it was it was a weird time during the past few months. Um, I got yeah. uh, seasonal depression, and it's hard it's hard to tell when. It, it's settling in when it, when depression's settling in, and it's yeah. hard, it's hard to really talk to people about it because everybody's got their own issues. Even even family, even my 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 family have their own uh, work and school stuff going on. So you know, try not to burden people with that stuff. But when it settles in, man, it's like this darkness that creeps over you. That's hard to shake off. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I don't know if mine's seasonal. I mean, it happens during the holidays, but I think it's more work related than anything. Just because I've always I worked at a movie theater, and then now I, I sell electronics. Well, at least for today, I'm still employed um, selling electronics. But it's the holidays are always insane working at a movie theater or selling consumer electronics. So, like, I think it was more that because this this time for me it was really fast. And I think it's just because I was already in the process of like mentally prepared to like leave. You know, I was already in a way checked out more so mentally now than then. But, you know, I think that probably helped a lot because weather wise, I know weather would have a lot to do with it for a lot of people and where you're at. Even in the spring, you know, when it's 70 degrees outside, it's pouring rain all day. And um, 
even when the weather's like this, for me, in, in especially trying to guide my boys, I, I try to have a perspective of like California currently is going through one of the worst droughts it's ever seen. And they would love to have rain. And here we are getting rain that will help our crops grow and help help yeah. things turn green. And we're complaining about it. I guess. But like people out in in California, there's not like it doesn't affect anybody. I mean, it affects what we see in the news, but it's and I guess I'm sure people that own homes, like as far as watering their lawns, probably or some shit. But it's on a day to day basis. It's not like there's there's lines waiting to get water or anything. Although you know, in a year, maybe that'll be the case. But California's stupid, man. They they just complain. There was something I saw where we did get some rain and you know, a little bit more than normal, like more than just a sprinkle. And people were complaining that it was raining so much. It's like, people, you don't understand. We, this is something we need. It's dry. But the problem with that, I have a huge, my biggest problem with the whole drought in California thing is the golf courses. Cause I grew up in the Coachella Valley, Palm Springs area, which was created by rich Hollywood people back in like the fifties. I think it was their like getaway. Cause it's only a couple hours outside of, of Hollywood. And they set up this whole resort thing and, you know, it's a desert. It's a valley. They, it has like more, I forget how many golf courses they have, but a lot of golf courses. And it's unnatural to have super green grass growing in a desert. So they're just, they're just guzzling water. And it's like, just shut that shit down. You know, I understand it's going to wreck, completely destroy the economy for like all of my friends that still live in the desert are probably fucked if this happens. But it's like, you know, a lot of businesses went out, of, a lot of businesses had to change when like they ended slavery. It's like just because it affects a business practice or a business model doesn't mean it's okay to be doing bad things, you know? So, but it's like that's, it, at least start there instead of like threatening, like, oh, you're going to ration your water. Don't, you know, don't do your dishes until this time of day. It's like, like fractions, little pennies, little little fractions of dust in this this beach of of water that's being wasted. It's ridiculous, Izzy. Yeah. And then I'm gonna move there pretty soon for a little bit. You're you're gonna move to the desert for a little bit. Yeah, just after after I'm done moving, selling my place here, or it might be before I sell it, um, just to let all the dust settle, and then move from there. So I'll only be there for hopefully just a couple weeks, but because it's gonna be hot as fuck it's so hot there yeah let, let's talk about the the moving it's been interesting listening to your podcast and i i've listened to for people who don't know who ray is ray is uh a person that started the inspired disorder podcast for a bit and he had two other co-hosts and then took a break and came back uh with uh, a, a different format and um uh for a while, you were focusing, it, it became, your podcast became more of a conversation uh, and, and it, uh, in, instead of like away from tech, because you had the whole episode planned out, yeah. notes and everything way back in the day. And then when you and Justin did it, it was more <laughs> of like a freestyle kind of discussion. And then... <laughs> Keith came on, Keith Spurlock, who is a really good dude and, and um, is the perfect host, I think, for, for yeah. that podcast. Perfect co-host for, for that podcast with you uh, because you guys 
uh, like if you guys, if you guys out there, if you guys like UFC, these guys go in depth with some UFC talk. That even though I don't pay attention very often to UFC as much as I I would like, like I I pretty much get my information from you guys when I listen to your podcast because like <laughs> the, the first half is kind of you guys catching up and and yeah telling tell sometimes going with nostalgia, but a lot of times just kind of improving on certain topics and just we never plan nothing's ever planned i mean okay first off i write every episode let me not don't remind everybody i do write every word in every episode we don't plan anything yeah no it's it's weird it's a weird thing like when we first started we've the podcast started out super professional and now it's you know as stripped down as it could possibly be it was like a the first, the first podcast, it, to put it in the the motorcycle terms of Scott Epic's new thing, the first when it first started, it was like your stock Harley Davidson, and then now it's like a custom chopper, like all the bullshit's been stripped away, or at least you know the annoying parts, and especially now, like we're not focused on guests just because, you know, living situations are going to be things are going to be crazy, so just focusing on just me and Keith is is a lot easier but you know trying to get trying to do a two hour or you know hour and a half to two hour podcast without planning it without a guest is kind of tough but after i mean it it took you know it took a while for me and keith just to kind of get used to each other and now it's you know it's like nothing it's it's pretty pretty straightforward but ufc talk is I mean, we get the most passionate about that than anything. Like, there's, we'll get into arguments about about our opinions on that, which is good. I like it. It gets, I mean, it's like get heated up. You get fucking it's like, no, you're stupid. You're fucking. What are you talking about? What do you even know what you're talking about? You know, I love that. It's it's fun. So, yeah, we try to. And now we're. I'm chopping up the episodes, kind of, for uh, YouTube. So if you just want to, if you are into UFC, you can just watch our UFC clip, which are usually like 15 to a half hour long, depending. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy podcast, but I'm excited to get guests back on. Hopefully after the moves and everything. Yeah, but, man, you, you, uh, you, when you started talking about the move and, and th- that's been one of the more fun processes listening to your podcast, uh, as long as I have, you 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 get to know people for one, and you go through the process of what's going on in their life. And uh, at at one point, you had thought about moving to Dayton, which mm-hmm. like I I didn't want to really crush you, but I'm like this is a great place to live. But it's there are other cool spots to go where if money was not an option, I yeah. would probably move there instead of instead of Dayton. I love it, but it it is. Yeah. Like, um, there are other spots where maybe yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sound because I'm passionate about my city and to the point where sure. I, I do podcasts and stuff, but I also yeah. am realistic in <laughs> what, uh, what other places are, are like, or, um, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, just, yeah. there's better environments than living in Ohio during the winter and stuff. It gets brutal. There's other places yeah. where I would love to go. And Denver, yeah, which you and you and Keith now are are planning to move there, 
and mm-hmm. planning to be roommates, having never met one another. <laughs> yeah, we've we've he's been my co. He's the longest, by far, the longest co-host, and I think he's been at least two years. I think it's been two years that he's been the co-host, or maybe it'll be two. I don't know. We've done a shit. We've talked. I've talked more with him than I have with most people. I mean, definitely more than anybody I've talked to in the last five years, you know, like consistently. Most definitely. Probably more than my last relationship, you know, (laughs) but it just is kind of weird that I'm now moving in with Keith. So I guess we're taking the relationship to the next level. And, you know, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be weird on a lot of levels, you know, just being, we're both, you know, our mid thirties, we're both kind of transitioning our lives at the same time. He's, you know, moving to focus more on getting on stage to do stand up. I'm getting away from the day job so I can focus on my art and podcasting and my my things, you know, so it's it's a weird it's going to be weird for both of us. And then we're going to be roommates, which is, you know, something I'm not looking forward to having a roommate. But I have a feeling hopefully hopefully we don't kill each other. We survive. But, you know, it'd be interesting. I mean, that's the one thing with the podcast and just, you know, being being able to have Keith as the co-host for as long as he has is that we have gotten to know each other. I mean, we met each other. He was a guest on the show. Well, we met each other on Twitter, guest on the show, guest a few times. I needed a new co-host. He asked, you know, he offered. I was like, let's do it. And he's been the co-host since. And, you know, fucking great. You know, we've had episodes where we recorded from he recorded from the hospital after having a, a collapsed lung, you know, he's, he's kind of gone through a bunch of different hoops to try and make sure he's still available for the podcast, which is awesome. Um, you know, but that's all he has to do is be available for the podcast. He doesn't have to do anything else, which I'm sure on his end is pretty, pretty sweet too. <laughs> but yeah, date was like, you know, the first idea was I need to get the fuck out of San Diego. Um, my condo has made some money because the market's gone up since I bought it and I can't afford to live here. Like if I want to make the transition from working a day job and going full time inspired disorder, I can't, there's no way to kind of just gradually shift that. That That's going to take my whole fucking life. And, you know, and even then just the stress of, of work, like just now after, cause I don't, I don't I'm not at the day job quite as often. Uh, anymore. So I'm home a lot, you know, doing repairs and, and fixing this place up to, to sell, but just the, the stress difference and having to switch gears mentally and just not being treated like shit by idiots all the time. You know, it's just mentally, it's so, it's so relaxing, you know, cause I, I can get way more done because I have more time, but also just, it's, it's a lot easier cause I'm already in the space. I'm not like, distracted by anger or anything. Um, so Dayton was like the first thing it was like, first it was Detroit just because you always hear the stories. Oh, you can get a house for fucking 50 bucks. So I was like, all right, let's, let's see what real estate looks like in Detroit. And then I was like, this is fucking crazy. So I was like, where are other places that I can do, you know, that are, are lower in the, you know, to purchase homes and shit like that. And Dayton, you know, the Midwest is full of places like that. Because, you know, all the factories left and so there's a lot of cheap real estate. Um, and then but I was like, OK, well, if I'm going to move somewhere, I want to move somewhere where people I can collaborate with on different projects. 
So it was like Dayton was because you are there. There's a lot of people in Ohio generally, and Ohio is not a huge state. And Toronto, you know, it's kind of a good spot. Yeah. Uh, plus, real estate was cheap, and I was like, I'm just gonna buy a house, and then I'll just just paint. You know, I'll just paint and do websites if I need extra money. But then the the reality of buying a house and what goes into owning a home and the homes in that area are generally older. So there's a lot of potential for repairs that need to be done. And, you know, they added a bunch of shows to net to Netflix and all these home and, you know, home how to things. And one of them was like uh, nightmares of people that buy homes. And there's all this kind of like the that's got black mold everywhere or some shit. I was like, fuck, man. So that stressed me out. I was like, okay, maybe I need to rethink this thing. Then there's the opportunity. Um, Keith was going to move to Houston. uh, And that didn't end up working out, which is why Denver is where we're going. But Houston was very similar to to Dayton in that I know a lot of people in Houston in the podcast world. uh, And, you know, that didn't work out. So I was like, okay. Keith, like I had a few places at that point. I was just looking anywhere where just like studio apartments. So I was kind of, I had a few places like, uh, uh, Portland's always been a place I've wanted to live. Um, but then, you know, I asked Keith after one of our episodes, I was like, dude, where do you want to move? Like if you, aside from Houston, if you can move anywhere, where would it be? He's Denver. Like, sweet. That's definitely on my list of places. I mean, definitely weed is a lot better in Denver than both uh, Texas and Ohio. Surprise. (laughs) And so that's a plus. And then, you know, it's just it's you get it gets cold. But there's apparently, according to their website, they have more sunny days than San Diego, which is literally what they say on their website. So I was like, okay, I'm in San Diego. Sun's cool. I don't mind the snow either. So not that I've lived in it, but. I figure it's going to be easier than Ohio snow. I think Denver snow is is pussier. Like you guys get a a harsher snow system, especially like having clouds all the time. I don't know. It's brutal, brother. It's it, like when when you were talking about it, I was definitely I I didn't want to step on your dream. You know, I don't I don't want to be like call up and be like talk shit about my my home area, but sell me out. Yeah, there is a lot of. Um, like because the economy did drop out and there is a lot of opportunities for uh cheaper housing around here and and for your dollar you can get big houses yeah. you can spend a hundred and something thousand dollars and get something that would be considered almost like a mansion uh in, yeah. cer- in certain parts of, of dayton yeah um and, and so I think that the the art scene is flourishing here. The music scene is flourishing here. But it, it is one of those things where you have to get at, like you still have to get out there and network and, and get involved in the community to really get in, involved with everything. Um, that's what I'm finding out with something like Sideshow. And so I was excited for you to come out because I was like, okay, here's another person we can bring into the Gym City podcast to kind of help showcase the city it'll give him exposure as an artist and i i know some artists in the area i've done a a podcast with uh ben riddlebarger uh who's in the local area i bought a piece from him last year at a festival and as you get to know more people and get to network you start finding different personalities and then my 
my wife and I, we we went out the other night to uh, a couple shows. We went from one spot to another, and that's the first night I've done that. Went from one show to a, to another show, and really, mm-hmm. you get to see the broad spectrum spectrum of people who are hanging out downtown in in, in what we call the Oregon district. Yeah. Um, so I, I was excited for you to come and be a part of that, and uh, knew that it would it would have been cool. But when you when you announced that you were moving out to Denver, I, I was like, that's that. Especially with Keith, I was like, that is the logical step. That is that is the logical choice. Not only will I have as somebody who wants to visit Colorado, I'll have somebody to come and come and hang out with now. Um, yeah, and it, it's closer than than san diego is yeah no it's it's a good spot yeah it made the reason why it's denver with keith is because that made the most sense i mean when houston came up is like well i'll get to live with keith and you know then we'll have you know all the pursuit and jujitsu guys uh the uh, robert garza's friends and all that kind of shit you know same kind of idea but you know so then moving to denver is even better and i mean hopefully we'll see I'm assuming it's going to be better. <laughs> I, well, and Just, I, you hope it's it a weird be. thing because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm fucking 34. I'm moving in with another 34 year old guy and we're going to, it's like, I'm, I haven't rented in a long time. So it's just like remembering, so like, Oh yeah, I got to fucking find a place that allows pets because I have a pet now. And then it's like, Oh yeah, I, I won't have a job. So it's, you know, that's going to be weird, but I could pay and I can afford it. So it's like a bunch of weird things that I haven't thought of and just I'm getting rid of all kinds of stuff. So it's, you know, it'll be like I'm in my 20s again, moving into an apartment for the first time because I won't have anything. Um, It'll be kind of new again, not like, you know, apartment living's a crazy lifestyle or anything like that. But, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a drastic change from what I'm used to, you know, working a, a full time job not that long ago to pretty much trying to be self-employed, but I don't know, man. I, and location wise, it's definitely good. Cause I want to go on trips. I want to go on road trips and, and meet all the different people from the IDC. So that's, you know, anywhere from Boston to, to Portland to Texas, you know? So it's kind of a centralized, I mean, it's definitely on the West side of the country, but it's, it's definitely more centralized than anything else. Yeah. And you have you seen the meme it where it was it says if traveling was free, uh, you wouldn't see me right now. Like, yeah, I, I would. I would if I could travel. If travel was free, uh, and I like I I kind of envy like you stepping out and doing what what you're about to do because it takes guts for one to leave a comfortable job that you just get you like a page as long as you show up and work your hours you might not be passionate about the work you might not care about it at all and many of my listeners and your listeners i'm sure out there doing those kind of jobs but to step out and go i'm quitting that job i'm i'm getting rid of as much stuff as i can to live a minimalist life and um you don't have any kids to worry about you don't have a wife to worry about and you Mm -hmm. can just go wherever your heart desires yeah. Well, the, the work definitely encouraged me to leave. I am 100% not happy at the place where I work. And that is 100% of the reason why I'm leaving and why I'm leaving 
as soon as I am because I just the kind of the idea sparked, you know, six months ago. It's like this is kind of my exit strategy. And then I was like, why am I waiting to to apply this exit strategy? Let me just get the fuck out now, especially like seriously, the management there. They don't want me if I would love if I could just go into work, clock in, do my job, go home. They don't want me to do my job. They want me to do everybody else's job while they don't think my job even needs to exist. They're, it's a bunch of horrible management. You know, They shouldn't be in charge of anything. Um, so that's definitely, it helps a lot. But I don't know. I've, it, it's, I don't know if it's just because I'm so busy in the process of doing it that it doesn't seem that it, I don't know. It hasn't like hit me as far as like as nervous as I should feel. Cause a lot of people do have said what you just said, you know, that it takes, takes balls and you know, or that, you know, it's like, how could you like, you're actually doing it or whatever. Um, and it's like, I want to encourage, I feel bad cause there's a lot of people that I work with that I'm friends with and that can leave like they they, you know, they maybe haven't been doing their, whatever their thing is for as long as I have. But they've they've started it and they've dabbled with it and they have the opportunity to take that to the next level if they wanted to and at least start the process to get out of there. But it's like a lot of people just think I think a lot of them think that I just started this shit like I'm just like I haven't been doing it for five years or how six years, however long it's been, you know, then that's just podcasts like I've been doing Photoshop for most of my life and I've been doing art my whole life. So it's like, these are things that I've kind of built up over the years, but it's, I I don't think a lot of people realize the kind of the background stuff that that I've been doing to, to get to that place, especially people that don't know the podcast and all that stuff. But you know, that's a lot of people have the potential to do exactly what I'm doing. It's just getting in the mindset that they can and realizing that, whatever hobby or thing that they're into most likely is at a beginning stage unless they've been doing like you've been podcasting. I can't believe when you announced what were, when you said what episode this was 163. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's like, that's not too, that's the, like I, we just did 172. So you're, you're like nine behind us, which is ridiculous, but you're more, you're like consistently every, every week you have an episode. We miss some episodes, but it's like, People like you and I with podcasting, we're it's like a it's it's effortless in a lot of ways, you know, because we've we've had a lot of practice doing it, put in a lot of hours doing it. But from somebody on the outside, maybe they don't get that or they don't understand that it 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 can be as effortless as learning how to podcast and just doing it all the time. And then next thing you know, you're five years into it, you're three years into it. But it's just they never they don't even think they can start. People are scared to just start or learn something new. Like I just went to the podcast. There was a podcast convention, which I saw the guy hit up a uh, gem city podcast. Um, it was a San Diego podcast convention. And when I first walked in, it was like the keynote speak or whatever the intro intro speech was a lot of getting over the fear of just hitting publish on your, on your thing, you know? And it's so foreign to me, you know, as at where I'm at now to have even an inkling of what kind of fear. Like, I don't know if I even had that fear when I first started because I probably not because I knew that just because you have something on the Internet doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, listened by millions. Yeah. 
which I think most people kind of feel like, oh, they just, you know, if I just put it out there, I'll become viral and then I'll just be getting paid for this, you know, but I don't know. It's just, I, I, it, it, that's kind of the motion when I, when I am at work or when I'm talking to people that I work with that, you know, they, they get, they give me the, you know, the, the positive, you know, you're, I can't believe you're doing what you're doing, but at the same time, it's like, man, I really want to, I wish they could just see that if they just started at least started on one thing, like pick something that you're interested in, at least like get a hobby or something. Like so many people don't have fucking hobbies, man. Like their hobby is drinking, maybe smoking, you know, I don't know. San Diego is really conservative. So people aren't really open about smoking weed, even though it's legal in California. Um, and then like watching TV yep. or, I mean, some people do go to the beach and shit like that, but it's like a lot of recreational shit. Like nobody's has like a craft or, a, you know, something like that. Yeah, the, Which, uh, when, when I was a gamer, dude, uh, ga- gaming is another one that a lot of yeah. people have as a, as a hobby, and it's not a it's not a bad thing for sure. But as yeah. uh, as somebody who was a gamer for a few years, the thing I found frustrating was not creating something on my own, not not physically taking with my hands or or my voice and, and creating something, and now. Yeah. To see the progress now, like you said, where where you are with your podcast, where I am with my podcast, and I've even gone and consistently, uh, like now every other Sunday, I'm going down to downtown Dayton and recording with the Gym City Podcast, two podcasts. So I'm sitting down there for, for a few hours, and then I have to take that audio again back home and yeah. edit it and put it together in a way, and then I have to get the buy like i have to submit the bios and submit like there's a process now of of doing it and i'm not that like i get paid nothing to do to yeah. do the podcast there's hope there's hope that i will uh make some sort of money from it someday and i definitely hear from my wife when i put too much effort or time in into it she was like you have to realize you know there's no money coming in for for what you're doing to justify like to one one of the things I bought a case of beer for for the pod, for the for the uh Gym City podcast so that when a guest come in they can get a, a bottle of yingling right and yeah. uh, it's funny to watch and we record at 11:30 in the morning it's funny to watch the the bands that will be like yeah give me a beer at you know at that early in the morning and um but it's been cool networking networking and kind of yeah grinding but sometimes man sometimes i do feel like like what like what's the end point like it like what what am i doing it for for one and is it just momentum at this point um because i don't want to feel burned out at times and sometimes sometimes i don't feel like like i would love to just talk to people all the time on a podcast but sometimes because of work during the week because of my hours going to work i i pretty much work third shift now so i sleep in the afternoon and when i get up in the evening i don't really want to do anything but hang out with the family and yeah it makes it tough to set up podcasts when my old my youngest son has soccer uh maybe maybe my wife is like you know i i'd, I'd like to hang out with you and i'm yeah. trying to eat healthier now um 
and and take care of take care of myself. I've had a few health problems here recently. I have a torn meniscus that tomorrow I go talk to an orthopedic surgeon to find out how to deal with that and and what's the situation with that. I had a root canal recently. And just as I get older, dude, I feel like I feel um like the the work that I do and maybe doing a lot and maybe not really taking care of myself as far as eating as good as I could for as you know like I I'm a I'm an addict when it comes to certain food, man. And then, I, it's <laughs> and it's I'm hard, man. Working out. Well, yeah. Well, I mean if you here's I mean if podcasting is easy. That's why it's a lot easier to podcast than it is to work out. Yeah. But it's like if 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 you can get into the routine of podcasting, like, you know, people when they first start working out, it's always like super difficult. You don't know what you're doing, you get hurt, you overwork out, whatever, whatever. Or just getting in the routine of it. Same thing happens when you podcast. A couple fucking problems happen. Oh no, I don't know what's going on. Fuck it, I'm not going to podcast anymore. You know, it's it's the same kind of or you do and then it's you know, you throw out a podcast every once in a while and you're not really getting the benefit of getting better just by throwing stuff out. Just like if you were to work out every once in a while, but working out is definitely not as fun as podcasting because you can you can do you can be drunk or high sitting down and still podcast. You still have a pretty interesting podcast. Most people, some people can't, but you can't do that working out. But yeah, I, I, man, it's it's definitely tough. I think that they're doing uh because that if you can, they're doing. I don't know where it's gonna be, but that uh, podcast convention thing. They do talk a lot about um, you know how to monetize and how to promote your pod. I mean, it's a lot of it's just if you want to, you can make money. Like they were throwing out numbers, which was kind of interesting. Um, when I was there, but cause you never know how honest they are with their numbers, but you know, you can make good money. You just need, you need an audience and then you need, and then once you get an audience, then you get some sponsors and which sounds very easy. Like, Oh yeah, just how do you get an audience? But there's things you can do to help promote yourself. It's all about marketing. That's the thing. You know, I hate marketing. I've focused mainly with the podcast is with, with my podcast is just improving, getting better, getting yeah. better, doing a podcast with Keith, getting it to where Keith and I can throw down a two hour live podcast. No problem. Um, and, and, you know, kind of testing little things here and there, you know, like the coupon code thing for the store. And we've tested sponsors here and there, the affiliate type sponsors where it's like, you only get paid if they use your coupon code kind of thing. But then you can get sponsors that pay you up front and then, you know, where you're actually just getting paid for sponsors, but you need the numbers and you, you get the numbers by, you know, you contact, I mean, for gem city, it would be fairly easy just because they're, they are specific to a city, you know, but I don't know how big that could get just because it is a smaller location, but it's like some of these podcasts were, you know, if you have a niche, it's really pretty easy to market, but like, you know, if it's just if one guy had a podcast on marketing, so that pretty much sells itself. And he was doing bare minimum, like do a promo video showing your podcast. And like, this is how you should format, just formatting the the stuff when you enter into iTunes, the SEO verse stuff. 
like SEO and, and marketing are like the two things I need to do more with podcasts. But it's an interesting convention if you're able to go. Tickets are kind of pricey. I think if you they had like a pre, they might be different prices there. But yeah, we we need to get a convention going. Oh shit, you froze up. Hold on. Let me pause this. You totally froze up. <laughs> you look you look like you're wondering. <laughs> shit. <laughs> he looks like he's wandering off deep into space. Ah, shit. I'm going to pause <laughs> Yeah, you froze. What did I say? You were looking uh, philosophically uh, to, to the corner of the screen. Like, I was like, he's really pondering what he's thinking about. <laughs> I finished talking and I was looking at you and you're just like, I don't. I don't give a shit what you just said. What was the last thing that you heard? I don't even know where I was. Um, you were talking about uh, marketing. You need to get better at marketing for podcasting. And uh, we were talking, you talked about the tickets, how they were kind of pricey. And, oh, yeah. And it's funny with like a podcast convention because doing it for as long as we have. Yeah. Like we know, we know what we're doing, right? And for sure. And, I know myself, like I hate marketing too. I hate putting it out there and, and bugging people and taking the time. I like, I don't feel, I feel like sometimes there's something in me where I'm like, I just don't want to deal with it. And then time goes by where I'm like, I barely even advertise on Twitter anymore that I'm putting a podcast out. Like I, I really don't go out there and push it as much as I used to. And I think because I'm I got so much going on, sometimes I'm like like it feels like balancing plates and it doesn't feel like like it feels like as they're spinning, like maybe I got too much going on. You yeah. know what I mean? And for sure. So so work for me, man, working forty to forty five hours a week at the time that I do, uh, plus doing having kids, cooking the meals and trying to eat clean. So you have to do a lot of food prep and it just takes a lot of time from life. And then scheduling the podcast, like there's a couple times where I double, double booked a couple podcasts and forgot to put it in the calendar. This is another thing for up and coming podcasters. As soon as you schedule something, put it in your calendar in your phone and put a reminder to remind you a couple days before, because if you try to go, I'll remember that. Um, yeah. no. you, you'll forget, you'll forget yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, there, when I was there, I talked to one guy and he was at the very beginning process and he was like, I can't get he's, and, and but he was using like so the services they were all using were like, I don't know what the fuck, you know, it's, and it, it was going to be, I didn't want to, I left halfway through, um, because I, I knew it was going to turn into, or it felt like it was going to turn into just me teaching a bunch of people, which isn't a bad thing, which would have been a good thing for them if that's what it would have been. But it's, I, I wasn't going into that situation thinking I was going to be, you know, teaching people, which, you know, when I showed up, it seemed, I, I tweeted that it seemed like. I would have felt more uncomfortable on stage just presenting versus being in the audience just because, you know, just you and I both have very unique perspectives on the whole podcasting thing because we've seen it from kind of a 
We've seen it from a lot of different angles. We've seen it from the beginning, like the very beginning stages. And then we've seen we're friends with a lot of people that have like bigger, more higher production value, or at least we see we've seen behind the, the scenes to that stuff. So we kind of know a big range and just we know how many, tons of different people have like tons of different ways to set up and record their shows. So we've, we've seen all those things and we've had that experience. So it's it would almost be easier for us to to put on a convention. But there are some small things that, you know, people could have learned. I don't know. I kind of want to do like speaking of doing too much and having to cut or at least I felt I needed to cut back. You know, the war podcast that we are recording, that's going to come back. But that's that's what I want the we are recording kind of thing to to be is to kind of be a podcast where you can go and you learn everything. It's going to be like an educational podcast. You know, there'll be interviews that we've done, but I also want to do like topic specific, like, okay, let's talk about, I don't know, fucking merch. Let's talk about the ups and downs of merch or the how to's or whatever. Then I'll get clips from a bunch of different podcasters, set them together. But I want that to be kind of what these conventions were, but done, done in a way you can't do in a convention. You know, they get 45 minutes to speak. You can't go in depth into how to properly market your podcast in 45 minutes, you know? So there's a lot of things that are missing from those, those types of podcasts, but, or the, the convention or talks or whatever, but it was good. It was a good thing to network. And I, you know, I networked all on Twitter and everything like that. So let's see. It's just funny to see like marketing gurus and these people or to hear their numbers that they throw out their podcast get, but then you see their Twitter numbers and it's like they they're barely there on Twitter or, you know, they're followed by 10,000 people, but they follow 10,000 people, yeah. you know, so it's yeah. like it's more of a more of a follow follow back kind of a situation. So it's really interesting to see kind of the perspective of these these people that are getting paid. So, it's you know, I don't know if you can just maybe if you can just fudge the numbers, which are super easy, if you, you can, if you want really good Twitter numbers, if you want really good podcast numbers, if you want really good anything having to do with like analytics, you can basically rig the system to get those numbers. They're just not going to be like, just because you have a thousand um, followers on Twitter because you paid for them. You can't just now sell T-shirts because those people are fake. You have to keep in mind that you just you faked the numbers. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I forget what I was talking about. I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> no, I think I think I think trying to teach people uh, about how to start a podcast or how to market their podcast and I, you know, I'm sure you've been asked tons of questions from people. People will send you questions when they want to start a podcast and it's We've seen so many come and go and so many start for various reasons. And I think um, what I would tell somebody is find a niche niche market. Um, if you're local and you, you enjoy getting out there in your local area, uh, it, the, the tide is changing for new media and people are kind of embracing the podcast at this point. There's a lot more people finding out about them, and there's a lot more people listening to them. Uh, mm -hmm. Rogan's getting a million downloads per episode. Um, so find something local. I think connecting... It was funny figuring out and networking in the, with the Gym City podcast and doing podcasts with various people where 
I really have to keep an open mind about music and not be a music snob. And just because yeah. I don't like a certain thing, don't shun these people or don't treat treat them uh, don't treat them as don't don't treat others better than you would treat them. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not necessarily into juggalo music. I'm not really into the whole the whole juggalo scene. And and there's kind of a negative attitude about a lot of uh, that culture, but mm-hmm. I have done two, a couple podcasts with people who, w- like groups who would consider themselves juggalos or former juggalos, and they're some of the nicest people that you'll come across, and some some of the most supportive. I did I did a, a promo for this group called Alliance Records, who are doing a show at at Odd Bodies in Dayton. On April 29th, not only by uh, one of the leaders of the group was I offered to do a live podcast at this show with with a, a dude named the headliners, a dude named ABK, and I don't know his music, but I know by how they promote themselves, they wear the makeup and you know uh, psychopathic records is involved, and that's a big ICP uh, type thing. But there, that whole community there. They shared my podcast link on on their page, and dude, I got more likes from that those group of people, yeah, than I had gotten in in a long time. And it's yeah. like, so so my attitude on a lot of even communities because I understand how communities work. Uh, find a community that you're into. So if you're into X Men, I know there's a, a guy named Bobby Roberts who uh, had cor- uh, the Court and Fat Boy. Uh, they they did a podcast uh, called That Whole Thing. Uh, welcome that that whole thing. And um, Bobby produces an, an X Men podcast where the people do episodes where it's, they're just talking about X Men, and mm-hmm. they get thousands of downloads. I know the oh, yeah. the Better Call Saul podcast that uh, uh, the people behind the scenes of that podcast put together is one of the top podcasts. In, in in podcasting. So if you're if you're smart and you're really into a subject, yeah. do a podcast about it. And people will yeah. pay attention to to you. But you better be prepared to know what you're talking about with that because you're going to get hardcore fans listening to you and the hate that you might get uh from the internet, which a lot of keyboard thugs out there uh writing you know, a lot of trolls out there and a lot of expert trolls at this point. There's a lot of kids who have been raised on the Internet that have they have no repercussions. They say whatever they want to say. So um, that that's yeah. another way is find find a niche market. But for sure. To, but to just jump on and just be part of no community, you don't get out there on social media and you talk you don't talk at all. And you're like, okay, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to publish it. And then nobody downloads it, but maybe you and a couple of your friends and you get like five to 13 downloads and you're, you get frustrated and you're like, why am I doing all this work? And why did I spend all this money on this equipment when nobody's going to pay attention to what I'm doing? And now my dreams of making millions of dollars from podcasting and and going viral, they're crushed. So I'm giving up after three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why doing what, how the way I'm doing the show, the, my show is not the way you should do a show. If you're trying to get a lot of followers, a show just about you and your buddy that you've never met 
and you just talk shit for two hours. But yeah, the that's one of the things that they talked about at the at the conferences. Find you know, be very specific about it. Know what your show's about. Um, which that's kind of something. I mean, the we are recording podcast is kind of like that. It's a very specific to podcasting for beginners. Um, but then, you know, I was thinking of taking the just the UFC segment from my podcast and making that its own podcast, which will probably happen. Um, just because it would be an easy one to do. And, but like you said, I need to make sure I, I'm paying more attention to the fights, you know, than, than I have been. Well, maybe, um, or you could be a punch drunk kind of thing where like you could just talk shit. And I think, I think in fact, uh, the mediocre show, they, they did, their um uh, they will would record their show they used to do it live and then they went to recording uh one one day and releasing uh recording two episodes in one day and releasing those consecutively and uh mm-hmm. they would also do movie reviews with uh, uh film critic jimmy martin who's part of the geek show podcast and so eric put out now he puts out the movie review episodes on Monday and then the regular podcast on, on Thursday. And I think for you, because if you, if you consistently, that's another thing, you consistently put out podcasts on a, a, a regular schedule, people, you'll get more downloads and people will pay more attention to it. And if it's, if it's at a certain amount of time, I know, I know there's people that are listening to hour and a half to three hour episodes. And I've definitely put out anywhere between that, but, I think having shorter episodes draws yeah. would probably draw more people in as well. Yeah, which I mean, I'm sure if we did start doing a UFC podcast, I, the length most likely will be long. Uh, it's very difficult to do. I don't know how to do. You could just a do short episode. You, you could do what you're doing now, and then take that's true. When you record, take when he when you guys take that break. Cut it like cut it off. I I know you hate editing, but you could. Well, I'm doing that now though. I'm editing the video, so I just I could just do what I'm doing with the video and just tag a, a a zinger in it or whatever. Yeah, but just knowing that it's gonna be its own thing, like I'll just you know just if it's in my head, I'll be like, I'm gonna we gotta keep going, we gotta keep going. It's <laughs> short, but I don't know. I enjoy it. You know, it'll be a good. It's be who knows, man. I think it would be great if you could get to a place where you don't have to work at a day job, you know, where you can pay where podcast because you can make money podcasting. Yeah, it's not like it's not a thing where, you know, some people could get paid. Trust me, there are people that get paid and they don't they're not doing entertainment podcasts, which is probably why they're getting paid. But, you know, you can definitely get paid for doing you know, a topic specific podcast, but like with the UFC, if I was going to, when I do the, if I do whatever happens with that, you know, if I wanted to get followers on that, you know, there's Facebook groups, there's the underground, there's a lot of, you know, forums and things like that. Those are you, that's the community. Those, those are the people that would be watching us. So it's, you know, throwing links up there and kind of building an audience that way, um, would be how that show would be marketed. But and then just graphics and all that kind of stuff, which all that stuff's easy. Yeah. But this is the marketing part is tough. You know, it's it's uh, because once you do get that audience, 
then you have a responsibility to the audience. And I mean, to a point, some people are more active than others with, with their audience, but that is the more active you are, the better, the more substantial that audience is going to be, especially like sticking around because audiences come and go. Yeah. They, they just, if you have an audience today. doesn't mean they're going to fucking stick around. No. You know, they, they could just, they could disappear just as fast. So it's, it's not just building an audience, but it's building a, a solid one. So, you know, there's, it's going to be an interesting ride. It's, it's like a thing where I've kind of just been teaching myself and now I'll be able to apply it and see how it works in the real world. So hopefully I don't fuck up too much, you know, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, man, I, 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 I'm getting excited about, about where it's going, but it is like, I, I could see my skills in what I've learned, uh, about podcasting and how to do it over the past few years, I could see that transitioning into something where I could make make money from from it, having the skills to do it. I just think it, it it's just a matter of time, and it takes time to build yeah. stuff. And uh, the Gym City Podcasts have have been getting sponsors and, and things like that, but um, I think I think the attitude of having it like a business. I don't think. I don't think Eric, uh, my friend who started it, really has, like, he kind of has the same attitude where I just, when it comes to the business stuff, man, money, I I know I need it to survive, but I've never, like, I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it, dude. I I know the feeling, man. (laughs) I hate, yeah, it's when I had to do those, when I or not when I had to, when I was doing those shows, those art shows, it's like, you know, having to collect money for stuff and just being in the role of like a cashier kind of when you're selling your own stuff. It's a very weird thing. Super easy to sell other people's shit. You don't have to worry about like, what if they, what if they get home and they don't like it? Yeah. You know, it's like if they order my shirt, what if they get the shirt and they're pissed? It's like, you know, some, there's things that are out of your control, but because you're so passionate about it, it puts you in a different kind of, kind of headspace. But I know the feeling it's, you know, not when money's involved, when it's something that you've kind of done for free because you love doing it and then want to start making money. It's kind of a, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. Like it's a weird, weird emotions kind of come up when you're trying to do that. But I mean, you can d- make money doing podcasts or even being a producer. Cause there's a lot of companies that could use, will be getting into podcasting just like they hire people to do social media you know, they're hiring people to produce podcasts. And that's, I mean, for a, a corporate podcast, that would be the easiest. It would be probably boring as hell to work with, but super easy to put together. I mean, yeah, I don't uh, see, I can't see that being too difficult. No, I, and that's what I was thinking, too. Like, there, there's businesses that are going to want to get into this. Like, the the more... Yeah. They they look at it and they more they they know that they'll have a, a built-in audience if they put out a show. And same with same with YouTube. You look at something like YouTube and viral videos. There are people out there that are consistently like their job is to put out vlogs, and they yeah. they make a living off of putting out vlogs. And I think that would be way more stressful than editing and putting together podcasts because you're having. Video is so much more of a of a tougher thing, and people see it. It's visual. Uh, when you're talking about audio, it's a little bit 
I don't know. It's it's a little bit more. Um, it's different. It's different, different exposure. It's yeah. a different exposure level. Luckily, nobody watches our video episodes. So, <laughs> but that's why I'm editing them down because I mean that's the thing with YouTube. Like it's just built in if you if you have it set up that you just click a button when you upload a video to monetize it, and then if you if it they'll throw ads on if it cranks up enough viewers, you, then you're getting paid. You're getting paid for a video. Yeah. So it's yeah. like and. Uh, the two hour long episodes that we do aren't generating that many views because it's two hours, you know? So chopping them up into smaller bits from each thing, one, hopefully it'll help just draw more attention to the show. But two, it'll also just, that's just hopefully will in the future become just a revenue generator, just being on the internet. So if at any point something does happen that does blow up for whatever reason, there's a lot of material people can fall back on to kind of, you know, bring up, hopefully. I mean, that's one thing. If you, you're never going to be successful at anything if you quit. So true. It is, it's, it's true, man. And the, and the day you quit, you never know when shortly after that, if you would have, it would have done something and, or, uh, you know, something would have happened with it. I mm. think it's funny now how uh, watching how things get, pop up and get create created and with Facebook groups, um, another community that I've seen build, uh, recently is there's a Joe Rogan podcast on, uh, closed group on Facebook that has like over 8,000 members. Hmm. And, uh, do you follow it or are you okay? Well, I might, I, the thing with uh, a lot of those accounts is like I don't know which ones are legit because anybody could set up. Oh, I'm running a Joe Rogan account. Yeah, I think Joe it's a fan. I think it's a fan run yeah. account. I don't think he he runs it. I think it's a closed group of fans. But it, it reminds me of like early Death Squad when when yeah. we all got connected because I was watching something happen today where they wanted to start a podcast from that community and. Uh, they wanted to have it kind of be a constant chat where people could jump in Google Plus or uh, the Hangouts, Google Hangouts, um, mm -hmm. and and record those. And I'm I'm like, wait a second, that reminds me of a time when w yeah. that's already happened. Yeah, it's called From All Corners. <laughs> From All Corners, <laughs> the um, FAC podcast, and, or the Twenty Four Hour Podcast, episode one or two. Yeah, so so it's <laughs> it's funny watching organically these things happen that have kind of already happened before, but they're happen happening with newer people who they want to get in the podcasting. They just don't know what to talk about or or uh. what what to do. And there's a lot of people out there that I'm sure that they feel like. They have a voice. They have a story. They live yeah. in an area. Um, kids are growing up now where my sons, because they watch, they watch so many people playing video games, doing commentary on video games. They, they think, I can do that. And yeah, they can. And, and they're getting, dude, my, my son was playing a certain game and got on a stream with somebody that was playing this game and he got super excited almost like when we would have Ari or Duncan or somebody like, like that calling. Like He was super excited that he was on their plan and he was showing me that he was playing with the guy I saw his name on the, and I was like, this, is, this must be a really big deal for him. That's crazy. That's how I knew 
I, that's well one of the more recent times where I felt old. Because it's like I I found out about the whole Twitch thing like a year ago or some shit. You know, I, I there was always people that played video games, but now that it's like kind of a, a community, like a whole service, it's like I don't get it, man. I do not get like I. The whole reason I gave up video games was because I felt if I'm going to soak that much time into like being good at a game, if I put that effort into like trying to build a business or something like that, then I, if I can be successful at a fucking video game, a simulation of doing something, I can be successful at doing something that's tangible, you know? So, but that just to, to watch somebody play a video game is uh i'm sure there's personalities out there that make it fun to watch too yeah i'm sure there's some of them out there but i'm sure a big part of it's just like i would imagine i don't know it's something i don't really get i don't really understand it i don't understand like kids music today i don't understand it yeah i just don't get it (laughs) i but i do i do but i don't because i understand that they're sitting there and they're hearing somebody who is talking about a game that they're interested in and i can remember when i was a gamer and i i there was a period like I've been listening to podcasting since podcasting started. And there's certain times where I've been in to certain subjects more than others. Like I was into, I was really hardcore into football. So I listened to a lot of football podcasts, which there weren't that many. I was really into video games. So I listened Mm -hmm. to a lot of video game podcasts. And then now I don't listen to any video game podcast. There was a time where I would listen to religious podcasts. I would listen to um, sermons and stuff. I would listen to, there was a, a Christian rapper named KJ52. I would listen to his stories from when he was on the road. And that I don't listen to any of that stuff. And uh, I listened to some NPR and a lot of left-wing uh, uh, media like best of the left i would listen to keith oberman's show on audio when he was doing his show i would listen to that i listen so there's certain subjects when i when i got into it that i left but there's there's always mainstays there's always anchors for me like the slash film cast is one i just got back into that one which is crazy that jeff canada is now the new co-host yeah or you know took over for adam quigley on that because the totally rad show inspired the very first podcast I did, uh, the Billy Dallas show. And I remember going back and forth with Jeff Kanata on email back then, um, about it. Like I told him about it. He watched an episode and, you know, we went back and forth a couple times. And then when I started the inspired disorder podcast was based because, uh, David Chen, the host of the slash film cast posted a blog and I think I went back and forth with him a couple times. And now they're doing the podcast. It's a kind of a weird, it's kind of weird how that their world was small enough to bring them all together. Right. And, you know? and, and they're one of those podcasts that they make, they actually make money from that, yeah. from, from doing that podcast. And it's one that's like really popular. A lot of people listen to it. And so th- they've been one of those anchors that I've, I've listened to. Uh, yeah. It's funny watching podcasting in the news get um, like Howard Stern talking about it. And I kind of agree with what Rogan said, where he thinks Howard is actually he's he's doing it to be kind of a hill or a villain. But he understands the power of it. Like this is all a mental thing for him where he's yeah. like, people will talk about me. 
I think it's somewhere in between. Yeah. I think he's doing that, but I, he is an old guy who's been in radio. I can't imagine him knowing that much about podcasting. You don't think so? No. I, I think he I think he kind of knows that it's it's, you know, kind of but I don't think I don't think he completely grasps podcasting. I don't know. I I think just part of me wants to think that he is ignorant to podcasting on some level and yet still trying to grab some of Ari's audience or the podcast audience to, but like, I don't, I haven't watched, uh, like Howard Stern hasn't been relevant to me since, you know, I was a teenager, you know, when he, I think he had a show when he was doing the, he had a video version of a show and like his movie came out like around that time. But you know, what, what is he, I haven't, I don't listen to him. I don't listen to radio. I haven't listened to radio in forever. I've never had XM. Like the sat- whole satellite radio thing never made sense to me. It's like, oh, I'm going to pay for radio now. It's like, I'm not going to pay for radio. Luckily, podcasting came around. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. It doesn't really matter. But podcasting in general has definitely become more well-known. You know, in the pop culture, you got Marin's show. You got um, – you got – Fucking Kevin Smith, the movie that he came out with that was a piece of shit. Everybody knows that kind of derived from his podcast. He integrates pot. I mean, that movie itself had podcasting in it. So it's definitely more in pop culture, which is going to be a boom. And and eventually there's going to be people walking around acting like they just discovered podcasting. Yeah. Like they just discovered the new thing. And we're going to be the old guys that have been around since the indie days going, you don't even know. Okay. I'd edit my own shit. I'd record my own shit. Like there's probably going to be just a standalone unit, the podcasting pro unit that just, you know, does all the, all the tweaks. You just hit the upload button and it takes care of everything else. Like it's going to be, it's probably going to get super, even, even easier to record a podcast, but we should invent that. We, We should invent that machine. I know. Well, I, I, I've had thoughts of uh, a pot, an app, an all-in-one podcasting app, which could easily happen because you have a recording device, you have a, a connection to the, the, the web for uploading, and you could just – it could be an all-in-one. It could be super – I've had – yeah. Just, but you know, that's, I don't have time to put into something like that. Somebody will. Somebody will do it, and it will probably be shitty, you know, but – I've heard people talk. I think there's a, have you listened at all to, um, what was it? Startup, the startup podcast? No, I haven't. Where it's about a guy who's from the, he's from, uh, this American life, I think. Um, yes, yes, yes. I did did a startup to start his own network, which I thought was hilarious, you know, cause he's, he raised like, millions of dollars like a couple million i don't remember how much raised a lot of money to start a network i'm like bitch you can do that shit for free if you wanted to and they only have like two shows and they're having all kinds of trouble getting them out like there's so much it's it's kind of it's sad to to like it's like give me that money give me that money and he's from like the radio background so they like as far as production quality, definitely on the high end. But when it comes to podcasts, there's there's a you don't have to be completely perfect, you know. Yep. Like people that they, I don't think they understand 
most people that listen to podcasts are generally doing things like they're not focused 100% on the podcast that they're listening to. They're not sitting down with headphones, just in a quiet room with their eyes closed, just listening to everything that's going on. They're generally doing shit. So it doesn't have to be perfect audio. You know, I actually enjoy podcasts that have like some ambient noise. Like when Ari does the the shows from the comedy store and you hear cars go by and stuff like that. As long as it's not interrupting the audio, like I can still hear what's going on. It's it's nice to hear like ambient sound. It puts you in a place. It doesn't you're not just like in a vortex of darkness speaking. I, you know, I, so. I love record like I love taking the zoom and going mobile and recording the podcast when I'm out. Uh, and si- uh, the festival that we were part of last year, Sideshow, um, I went to a Sideshow side Splitters this past week where, uh, in fact, I went last night. And it was stand-up comedy. It was improv. And uh, my boys from Dipspit were playing a live show there. And it was to have money for Sideshow. And they announced that, uh, by the way, Tom Segura will be coming in August to Wiley's Comedy Club in downtown Dayton. Do not miss Tom Segura. I'm sure this show will sell out. Uh, I think it's a one one show, one special event. So come out and see that. I'll definitely be there. But, um, uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. Fuck! Um, Grab it. The, the, the side show you just okay, were so, at last yes. night. So, side show... Uh, I got you. Thanks, man. <laughs> they have a sta- a tent set up with two stages in it so that there's music constantly going. There's never a time when there's not music. And out they have four food trucks. They have all these local beers because Dayton per capita has more craft beer, uh, craft breweries than I think anybody in Ohio. Um, and they're all it's all going to be craft beer there. And there's going to be a lot of art. There's like 58 artists. There's going nice. to be tons of tons of bands, great bands. Um, and the Gym City Podcast is going to have its own little tent where we'll we'll be recording constantly. So just to see us hook up with a festival, and then if I if I put more, even more effort into, I know I could make it grow. It just it takes. It take just like people wonder like how do how do we get it? We kind of know it's just a matter of putting get, the work in, putting the work in, just like anything yeah. else, just like working out yeah. or any anything else. It's putting the work in, putting it out there, promoting. That's the biggest thing, man. If you find somebody who you can team up with who is great with marketing and great with promoting, like that's what I would enjoy having having yeah. somebody do that while I did the production stuff. 100% man. I mean, yeah, there's definitely, there are a lot of disadvantages when you podcast and you do all of the jobs yourself because yeah. not all the jobs are going to get done generally. Um, or yeah, done man, well. that's once. Yeah. Or done well, if at all, you know, but, um, that's one of the things when, you know, after I do move and I, I want to start setting things up like the whole like I would almost want to do um, like a, a convention kind of a thing like this podcast cast convention is with our people doing the podcast convention. You know, like if there's a show in Ohio, 
you know, we can get, we can rally up the Ohio podcasters. If it's in Portland, we can rally the, you know, Portland, Texas, you know, the different places and, and do these things from our perspective. Um, still giving the same kind of information that you're going to get through these other people. But, you know, we're, we're definitely from a different, you know, coming at it from a different angle. But that's something I'd like to do. You know, one of the, the bigger like type projects that I'd like to kind of inflate, you know, and that's one of the things like I can see all the things that can, it can go like all the different avenues and, and potential things it can grow into. But it's, I, it's the work that's going to have to be put into it to kind of collect all those things together, you know? And if I could find a way somehow to, cause I want to make it, I, you know, the inspired disorder collective is kind of, it's just been in neutral for a while. There hasn't been really, you know, people do their shows and things like that, but it hasn't really done anything. It's kind of just been there. And that's another thing that I'd like to, to grow and tr- try and help everybody else kind of get, see if they want to take it to the next level. Um, but just figure out how to do that, you know, whether it's getting people like, I don't know, volunteers or whatever, people that can do the marketing that can do maybe somebody that can schedule guests for everybody, um, you know, kind of centralize it to where there's, it, it is more of a network where it can help each other out, you know, as far as, contacting guests, people that have been on other people's shows, like, oh, we're part of the same network, getting advertisers, all that kind of shit. You know, there's a lot of potential there with, you know, that podcast or the network. So it's like, and and just having the experience of growing, you know, my podcast or just growing the network to where it was, you know, you kind of, you can see the potentials of where things can go and how easily they can get there with just once you start putting the work into it. And then as far as the networking and all that kind of stuff, a lot of the times that stuff almost happens organically as you're moving forward. You know, you go to, you just, you just participate in something and then you're instantly networking in ways with people. You go to the sideshow thing, you're going to meet people, you know? So it's, it's constant, it's a constant thing, but it doesn't always have to feel like a, like, like you're working necessarily. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's funny uh, doing the networking and things like that and getting out there. Like for me to connect on for the Gym City podcast, like not only do I need to go down there and record at Folio on on the Sundays that I record and go home and edit and release and stuff like that, but like it's important for me to get out there and actually go see a lot of these shows. To, sh- yeah. to show support, to be part of these festivals, and just to be kind of seen in the scene. And you really get to know a wide range of people when you, when you do the kind of podcast that we do where, like, we're, we're advertising, like, we're having people come on where they don't have to pay. Uh, they're, they're, I know bands now. I just heard a story of a band playing in Cleveland at the Agora Theater, and... They had to pay a certain amount, like anywhere between seven hundred and a thousand dollars, and they have to sell a certain amount of tickets. And then there's a, a few different stages, and that some of the bands were starting before they were even letting people come in, and the the promoters were just taking these people's money. 
Whoa, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right, dude? Jesus Christ. That sounds like that. There was a, fuck, what is that company called? Raw. Raw Art. There was a show I was going to do in San Diego, and you had to sell tickets to it. And the tickets were like 15 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. But I had to sell like 300 tickets. Oh, my or, goodness. No, no, 30 tickets, not 300 tickets. I had to sell 30 tickets. It wasn't that much because it it was like if to be to participate in the show, I had to sell the tickets. So whether I could sell them or buy them out myself, which oh, ended yeah. up was the thing I would have had to do. And it's like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to spend this much money and and then I have to how much do I have to sell to just cover the cost of of that? And this is just to network. So I'm spending dollars just to network with people. It's like God, I ended up not going to that thing, but it was, it was just ridiculous, man. And j- even doing the shows when I was doing the Ray at night shows, I had to pay for my 10, 10 by 10 canopy spot. You know, it's 50 bucks uh, a show. So it's like I had to sell enough to cover that plus make money. But it's like it wasn't the it wasn't really financially. It, it wasn't making as much money. I kind of I learned a lot. You know, I figured out. If I do a show, I know I can make the most money possible when I, if I were to do another show um, versus the the previous shows that I'd done was kind of a learning process to figure out, you know, what sells at these shows, what works, what how to display stuff. It was always it's always kind of whenever I'm doing stuff, it's generally more for a, an educational purpose. Like, let me learn how to hack this shit. Let me figure out how this stuff works and then. I can come back to it later and and reevaluate it and kind of grow it from there. And that's kind of with that or with the, you know, marketing or, you know, certain things on. I've been experimenting with the podcast. I did it a few times um, using, which is a bull thing just to hack numbers. Use a a song title, a popular song title in the title of your podcast. Um, We had there was a podcast. Keith was talking about this story where. Um, like he broke into a house or they went into a house with him and a bunch of kids, but it was with some older guy that was like the dungeon master or some shit. It was kind of a weird story. Um, so I used the, the title. Um, I wish that I could be like the cool kids, like the older guy was trying to be like, and it, that was, I think that episode on SoundCloud, the numbers are like 5,000 plays and like 3000 downloads or some shit like that. Clearly didn't carry over because the next episodes like our standard numbers. So but it's like it's interesting to kind of and I played around with it, tried different song titles and stuff that didn't work as well. Um, But I like I like kind of just playing around, seeing seeing how what what things affect these these numbers or these things that kind of people value so much. Um, Dude, that, hold on. That's it's so funny you would say that because on the block, uh, mm-hmm. because we're still part of Lipson. And we only pay five dollars a month. I don't. I don't see all like the exact numbers where things are go, are coming from, but I see the downloads. And I know yeah. that, like, because neither Scott or I really promote that podcast. Only, only really on on my podcast or on on the Gym City podcast. I don't really get out there and tweet about it or anything like that, or or mm-hmm. push it on Facebook. So, we did a podcast. A, uh, during the Ohio State uh, championship game where, where Ohio State won and we recorded like a half an hour during that game 
And yeah, I listened to that one. I remember that one. And I, so I titled it "We Are the Champions," and you know, for tags and stuff, tags are really important for for you guys wanting to start podcasts. When you, if you have a site where you can put tags, like what people would search, like let's say people searching that song on SoundCloud and they come across your podcast, they're like, let me check this out. And then maybe they just keep listening to it and they're like, wait, this isn't a song. What, 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 what is this? And it's hilarious too. Cause like it's a two hour long podcast. So it's like, I don't know what they're thinking when they're downloading it. Cause there's a lot of downloads. So it's like they're download. They probably think it's like the best fucking quality <laughs> of that song that like it's the closest thing to vinyl or something. I don't know what their thought process is when they're downloading it and seeing how long it's taking and all that kind of shit. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> but that's, that was like blew my mind. It's like, what are these fucking people doing? It's like, I know it's popular because of the name, but it's like, there's still the fact of, you know, how long the track is. It's clearly not a, not even an album. Well, it's two well, hours. Well, I, I put Ohio State, uh, you know, OSU, like all the tags I knew people, if they were searching, yeah. they would they would find it. This would be the one thing that they would find. And so it was funny to look like I didn't I didn't really remember that when you do that with tags, it does mm. that. Like it boosts your numbers depending on what you're talking about. If you talk about something sexual, you probably if something sexual is in your title and somebody's searching for it, you're probably going to get more downloads with that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so it's like the podcast for on the block for that episode, the downloads were like way higher than any other download. And I'm like, what the fuck happened, man? Like, did somebody pick yeah. it up? Did people talk about it all of a sudden? And then it dropped off dramatically on the next episode. And I'm like, oh, it was the Ohio State shit that I, I tagged in that. So, um, so it is like, it's funny looking back and, and realizing if I had just like you're you're going to be able to devote more time because you don't have your day job dragging you dragging those best hours out of you, just dragging the soul out of me. <laughs> sucking the life Seriously. out of you because because the the sad thing is like a lot of people love their job they go to their job they don't have a problem with it and I'm definitely That's appreciative of having having a job and having a job that helps pay the bills. Let yeah. me let me put that out there. Like I'm I'm grateful for it, but there's but <laughs> but you realize as you get older, the American dream and the idea of like just going to your nine to five job with something you're not passionate about, just get a job, you'll be fine. It is soul sucking. It is yeah. so. When you go in there and you're working for somebody else and you're working in an environment that probably sucks, hours that probably sucks, you're working around people that like, you really, if you, if you want to be able to have that paycheck, you can't leave. So you have to put up with these, these people and their personalities for year after year after however long you work there. And you realize like the amount of hours I put into this job over here making money for somebody else who does not care about me. Dude, we had, so, we had somebody at my job that's been there for 20 years. 20 years, right? Died of lung cancer. Um, got lung cancer, like, in four months. He found out four months, and then he died. No card was sent around our warehouse. 
No announcement of this guy's death was sent around our warehouse. I found out from a friend, that a, a fellow wow. co-worker of his on Facebook. And this is a guy I've worked with for 20 fucking years that my, my work decided not to let our fellow co-workers know that one of, one of the, like, he's just another dude. He's just another number. And we've had many people over the years that have died where certain people will take the reins, just like us talking about promoting podcasts. People actually took the initiative and was like, I'm going to be in control of this. I'm going to make sure people are aware that this person died. And, I just think, like, as a corporation, as stuff gets big, and as we invest these hours into these into these comp- soulless companies that don't really care about you, um, you realize as you get older, it's just a trap. Yeah. It is totally a trap to can keep you working in a job, to buy shit, to make you feel like if I buy that TV or if I buy that car or if I maybe if I go on a trip to Hawaii, my life will be complete. But you constantly, every, when you come back from that vacation or you come back from that day off or weekend off, you're back in that same job and that you're working in for however many years. And by the end of it, you're like, what did I, what did I live my life and invest all this time for? Like what, what was it all for? It's for you, you know, you got a house, you paid for groceries and, you were afforded a life. I don't know. It's, I feel the same way, man. I mean, and it, even you take a vacation, you take days off. The work fucks with you on your days off, on your vacation, because you, you, you see, it's almost a countdown. You know, it's like, oh, I got to go back, back to work in three days. Fuck. Or the, just the day before, you're like, God damn it, I got to wake up early, especially for you. It's like, I got to never go to sleep. I guess I'll see you next month. You know, it's like, it, it it's on so many levels. It's, it's horrible, you know, just being in a place that you're not, you don't like to be there. You're, it's not like the people that are in charge are passionate about management. You know, if they were passionate about management, they would have started their own fucking company. They are there just for the paycheck, you know, and they're getting a good paycheck and they have some entitlement. So they think they can, you know, they have their better quality human than the people that are below them. You know, even though, generally most managers from what I've noticed are fucking idiots, you know, not qualified to be managers or anything. You know, it's just, they've been around, they didn't quit or were fired. So they, you know, wanted some more money. They signed a posting and now they're at least from where I work. It seems like there's just, you know, it's not like people that are good at being managers. They're just the people that signed up that happen to be buddies with the people that are hiring. And then you just get a whole management staff fucking idiots that only know how to kiss ass so they're super lazy and don't do anything and you know then you have employees that are getting treated worse and worse because companies need to make more and more profit so why why not just strangle the little that they give their their lower level employees it's just the whole system is it's disgusting man it's disgusting and it's it's soul it just it it causes cancer (laughs) <laughs> companies, big companies in some way cause a lot of cancer i'm sure yeah but. yeah it, the the stress that a lot of people have from their jobs mm. at, you know I'm, I'm sure it's killing a lot of a lot of people early the one the one thing i take away from from my job is that not only can i listen to podcasts but 
it is like I take home zero work with me. So I, I don't have the stress of, of work. It's just a physical, a physical stress, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. I never had physical stress <laughs> work. It's always mental stress. But the doing of the job was easy. Super. I've been selling electronics for 10 years. I can, you know, I've seen, I remember when we had tube TVs. Now we have 4K TVs, you know? So it's, I've seen the evolution of, of the products. And I, it's, it's like, I don't even have to think about it. I go in there, answer some questions, and then I leave. It's pretty much all I should have to do. But now it's like, because they've cut everything back, it's like, oh, I've got to do other people's jobs. And, you know, everybody, and it's like the whole mentality of everybody else is that we're just standing around doing nothing. But it's, you know, of course, if they had to buy, they're going to spend a few thousand dollars on a TV. Guaranteed they'd want to talk to somebody. But they don't feel that it's necessary that customers that come in should be value, you know, awarded that same benefit to to ask questions about their purchase of thousand dollar electronics. <laughs> but that's also why I'm like, fucking, I need to get into video with the podcast because every goddamn device has YouTube and Vimeo on it. And when you're just as many clicks away from watching the Inspired Disorder podcast as you are from watching Game of Thrones or fucking House of Cards, which are the only two shows that I can think of that would even be closely related to my podcast. Like when you're that many clicks away, <laughs> it's it's kind of a weird feeling. So it's just, you know, it's all about promoting because when you can just click and, you know, watch the Joe Rogan podcast, because that's like most of what I watch is podcasts. Yeah. I kind of fall asleep to Netflix now. That's pretty much it. But well, I don't know, man. Any, uh, uh, I want, we'll wrap it up, but any, any suggestions since you, uh, you brought up Netflix, anything you've been checking out, anything people should go out and, 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 uh, run out there and watch this weekend See, or a week? I did watch the new season of House of Cards. Still a good show. Kind of, I don't know, not quite the same. It seems like it came down maybe a peg. Um, fuck, what, what have I watched? I watched that, that comedy with, uh, the unbreakable something, Kim, something. Kimmy Smith. Yeah, that one, that one's okay. It's kind of like a light family comedy, kind of like goofball kind of a thing. Um, I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it, but I also noticed that the majority of straight men and there's like maybe one straight dude that's not an asshole in that show, maybe one or two. All the straight dudes in that show are fucking horrible people, which I thought was kind of kind of funny. So it's not really a show for me necessarily, but I thought it was funny. Um, fuck, it seems like everybody go watch The Culture Highs on Netflix now. Adam Scorgie's documentary. Yeah, The Culture Highs. Um, Definitely go check that out. I've just watched recently. Uh, I want to seem like there's there should be something I've watched that I should be talking about. Have you have you seen get, get, Getting Clear or Going Clear? I want to watch that. That's the documentary on uh, Scientology. Scientology. It's really good. What else? What else? Fuck. I I saw um I saw Bloodline on Netflix, which is a a drama that is yeah. like twelve or thirteen episodes. It's a very slow burn, and my wife was watching it, and I would. I was like, wait for me, and she didn't wait for me. But by the by, halfway through the season, I had got to know these these characters. I was gripped. 
and it is really? a hell of a show. Like the ending uh, of of the first season is so intense, dude. I highly recommend people watching that. That's a that's a that's a good one. I um, uh, what's another? Um, yeah, I started to watch that one. I watched kind of watched the first episode, but it is slow, so it's kind of hard to get into. But I've heard really good things about that one. Yeah, but. you you definitely definitely want to check that one out. I've been catching up continuously on Parks and Rec and uh I'm I'm on the season where uh she's well, I don't want to give it away but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a good show. If you never check Parks and Rec, which I think I was one of the last people to not check it out, um it's this guy great. right here. This guy right here. I never liked it. I I tried to watch it when it first came out and I was like, oh, it's just The Office but in a different office. And then, you know, everybody's loved it over the years. It's been a while. Now it's on Netflix. I actually just started watching it. Well, kind of. It's one of those shows that's kind of on at the end of the night. Yep. And it's funny. I like it. I, I do enjoy it. So, and so, and that's just very recently. I just started watching that, but I haven't really, you know, watch, watched it. I watched a few episodes of that, uh, um, Man Seeking Woman. It's not on Netflix. It's a FX show, I think. Man Seeking. That, I don't I haven't seen that one. It's um his first season. It's the dude from he was in like a Tropic Thunder and kind of the geeky guy. He was in the I think he was in the I don't know. I can't think of his name. Doesn't matter though. Um it's pretty funny. Like he the premise, he this episode he breaks up with his girlfriend and like it, it's all from the point of view of like a 20 something guy who's just got out of a relationship and trying he's like getting over the heartbreak of that relationship while trying to get back out there. But told from a kind of like a, a ridiculous standpoint where it will start with like, oh, my sister setting me up on a blind date. But then it goes to the ridiculous like, oh, she set her up with like a a literal troll mm-hmm. you know, instead of just a horrible person to set her up with. So it always goes to the ridiculous. Like there's one where he's like texting this girl that he really likes. And he's like, what do I do? How soon do I text, text her back? And he has his sister and then it becomes like this giant war room at the, you know, and he at the table and the general is trying to tell him the exact right thing for him to tweet. So it can cause this kind of reaction. And it it's, it's a funny show. Um, I've only seen a few episodes of that one, though. Have you uh, did Did you catch any of the roast of Justin Bieber? I saw the clip of Martha Stewart this morning. What which did was, you think about that? It was hilarious. It was it was good. I've heard good things because they've talked about it. I mean, we listen to you know a lot of uh, shows by comedians who happen to also write for uh, you know roasts. So it was kind of not that I knew any of the jokes going into it, but. The Martha Stewart one was hilarious. I do want to see that, though. Um, How many of those jokes do you think uh, Tony Hinchcliffe was responsible for? Shit, man. Probably a lot. I don't know. But I know he's a big... I watched... So going back to kind of the community, the like the Death Squad community and how we were around at a time, and now there's kind of like a Facebook group that's kind of the Joe Rogan thing. I watched... Uh, Red Bands started to do live shows of the Kill Tony, which I've only been able to watch one last night, or was it last night or two nights ago? One thing with not really being at a day job, I don't know what day it is or time. I'm heavily relied on my calendar to know when I should be somewhere. 
Um, but the other night, it was Tuesday. What day is it today? Thursday, two days ago. Uh, watched it and like in the Ustream, completely different. First off, nobody knew who I was. Didn't know thinking. It didn't, there was no, not that I was expecting people to be like, oh, it's Ray. Like it used to happen back in the day. Like it used to be a very, um, but it, it was a very weird, like I don't know how many people are watching live shows because he doesn't really do live. It was a very different kind of, feeling i guess and the show was fucking weird because they had uh david arquette was the if you're not familiar you, you watch kill tony or listen to it uh, listen- i, I would uh yeah it's funny uh i never watched it i always listened to it and um i listened to it for a long long time and then the audio just yeah the audio when you're trying to listen to it in, in the warehouse and it's the like the audio was horrible. You have to, yeah, you have to adjust levels constantly. Constantly, or like headphones out. <laughs> yeah, they they would have the West Hollywood Bear. Uh, when yeah. whenever the concept is, people get up there and they do comedy for one minute, right? Yeah. And, Open mics, brand new comics, go up and do yep. one. Yeah. Brilliant idea, and they were recording it at the comedy store, which historically has horrible audio in certain rooms and the the belly room which is where they were recording it maybe had a boombox speaker in there it was like, pretty junky in there yeah. yeah i've been in room and it's they've upgraded apparently the sound system since then though so i don't know if that's improved the audio quality for the podcast but i've always watched it so the audio has always been compressed so i've never had that issue but i've definitely heard people having that issue um, yeah, I, I watched it for a while and then um, it, it's just one of those podcasts that it didn't stick around in my feed um, uh, maybe because there's there's other ones that I was I was wanting to check out and yeah. like your your podcast is one that I check out every week the bad parenting podcast the mediocre show like there's certain podcasts that come up on certain days where there's a certain amount of time and if it's not Rogan and, and Rogan's like I find myself even these days when Rogan's doing episodes, if it's a heavy MMA episode, um, mm-hmm. sometimes I won't listen. Uh, I'll, I'll skip and listen to something else. But I really uh, go in and out with certain podcasts. There was a couple Duncan Trussells where I don't know how or why he didn't inform the listeners, but at the beginning of the podcast or when he's recording, one was with Dr. Drew audio was only coming out in one ear. And I know he's been working with building a new studio and everything. Um, Tom, the, your mom's house is another one. Like I listen to that when it comes out. So Mm -hmm. I have ones that I stick with and ones that just kind of fall by the wayside as, as time goes on and kill tone. In fact, all death squad, um, after a while became that because I didn't want to listen to, uh, dysentery even though it can be funny there's a lot of stuff a lot of silliness that yeah it gets old after a while you know yeah for sure yeah i only i mean i only watch um like i'll watch kill tony because it's like you're at the belly in the belly room so it's it's cool it's something i enjoy watching a lot of shows um but that one david arquette was the patriot quote i don't know if they still have a patriot they called him a co-host but he sat over where the Patriot sits, which is, you know, they'll have a 
comics will come up on the stage. There's a table where red band producer, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, the host, and then they'd have two guest hosts, um, who are also established comedians and they, you know, they'll, they'll add in stuff with a comic comes on, um, you know, either trying to punch up their bit or just trying to get to just get to know the comic a little bit more. Um, but David Arquette was on and he was capital W wasted. And it was, it was the biggest train wreck I think I've ever seen on a podcast. And just seeing how, like seeing Red Band and Tony trying to just hold the show together. It was, it was crazy considering it was the first time I've watched a live podcast in forever. And like, just to see how the chat room's different and then watching the show and just seeing how the insanity, I had to do a meme. I had to do a meme. I did a little quick Photoshop of David Arquette wearing a pinata outfit because he went on some kind of mumbling rant about pinatas and how they explode goodness or something. But (laughs) it was, I don't know if it's, I don't, I probably not the best episode to listen to. I don't know how soon it'll probably be out 2016. Um, generally (laughs) seems to be the release dates, uh, which that's why I watched it because there hasn't been a new video release in like months. So I don't know if he's just, he went to 4k, which I know the editing process for that is just ridiculous. So I don't know why, I don't know why he'd give himself more work already being behind with, with, uh, editing shows and getting them out. But so I went with the live thing and it was kind of, it was kind of a weird experience to jump into a, a live desk squad show after so many years. It's definitely changed a lot. Yeah. I, I yeah, I agree. Um, it's, it's definitely changed for me too. the streaming thing and uh, upgrading technology is funny. I was listening to a local podcast called dongle, uh, and they've been on my podcast before they, um, they were streaming themselves from this new app called meerkat. Okay. M E E R C A T. I think is what it's called or, uh, K A T, but you can stream, uh, to the people that are out there uh, watching you, and, and it'll tweet. It's connected to your Twitter account. So, like, if you're recording, it will. you can turn it on and record as you're recording podcasts. And I didn't want to do it because, I, I, you know, I want the audio to sound good for the, for the podcast, and sometimes you can clog up things mm. if you've got too many things going on and get uh, uh, the Internet herpes that sometimes you're you you get plagued with technology herpes is technology a, herpes. Bitch. i mean you think it's gone you think you think you've gone a year without any outbreak and then boom some shit's not working right maybe a microphone attacks you in the face maybe something like that happens. i don't know have you seen the have you seen the new app periscope Periscope. people have talked about it's it's that's what i thought you were going to talk about um it's uh it's spelled kind of weird i think hold on it's it's uh, for live streaming. I think it's owned by Twitter. Um, P e r i s c o p e. I downloaded uh, that today. That's Matt funny. Stags talked about it, and I've seen. I think Brody's been doing it. But it basically, you open it up, and you can instantly. It connects to your Twitter also, so it'll it'll you know send a link out so people can, if you want, people can watch your stream live. It'll record the stream if you want it to. I don't know how long it records for. Um, but while you're recording, 
live on your screen, you'll see as people log in, it shows all the people logging in. They can like tap the screen to give hearts. Like if they like what you're doing, they can put comments, comments show up in the video. And then even the archived video, you can, I think you, there's a setting to maintain all of the comments and all the activity. So you can go back and rewatch that video and see as all the people are like entering the chat and entering comments. I don't know. It seems like a, it's, it's like a, a simple, it seems like what you were talking about, but, um, it's owned by Twitter, so I don't know. It maybe it has more legs. Oh, maybe this, Facebook. This, this one's owned by yeah, man. I see, and as soon as I opened it up, I saw you on there. I saw so. I, it's funny how they came out with their app at the they, same time this other one did. Yeah, which is probably I'm sure it's not a a coincidence. Yeah. You did, know? did you ever watch Silicon Valley? No, but I want. I, that's one show I, I want to catch up on because I heard it was funny. There's something similar that happens in, in that. Yeah. And uh, it's you know talking about this app and streaming and and knowing that my kids like my kids will sit there, and I've even done it myself. My kids will sit there and just listen to these people just ramble about these games and not turn it off and yeah. just have it go. Like my son will be playing video games while he's sitting there t listening to somebody talk about their experience playing games. So I can, Im I can imagine like for many people today who have their phones and they have, they also have an iPad, they have Apple TV, they have their laptop that they they could pull a stream up and watch, you know, like somebody who's on Periscope. Hey, I'm going to go record. Let's say I'm down at the gym city podcast and I go, well, mm -hmm. let me let me record as I'm. I'll record what's going on here. You guys can check it out if you want to. And I know the dongle guys. They were getting like, I know it's not a whole lot, but they were getting like eight eight people viewing when they were Dude. recording on this Meerkat. Yeah, I tested it this morning, and it was just like, it was just name, 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 name. These people were like, people were like, hey, from Holland. It's like, what's up, Holland? You know, I was just testing out the app, but it's like. You should be. I think you can go back and see the archived video. Sure. Um, so I don't know how many people actually. I don't know, but it, it's yeah, definitely. It's for promotion, especially like I was thinking about that. Just you know, once I move, promotion is kind of going to be a lot bigger of a thing, and I want to document like when I go on road trips to meet people and stuff like that. So there's a lot of uses. Like I almost want to just see how feasible it would be to to do it in addition to streaming with Ustream, you know? Yeah. Um, just for a second stream. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's like this new toy. The one thing with it though, the when you do the video, it's world star hip hop style. So it's straight up and down. <laughs> you can't do like I tried to do the the uh landscape and it doesn't doesn't rotate. So that's fine, though. I mean, for what it is, it kind of reminds me of uh, Snapchat, but public, you know, which I never got into Snapchat. That's something that I never I, tr I fucked around with it a few different times and never really, you know, didn't really do anything for me. Like, I was like, OK, like, why don't you just text somebody or it's like all this stuff is done better on other social networks. It's just <laughs> it's like, and I don't I'm not worried about private. Like if I'm going to use an app. Like a social, if I'm going to be part of a social network, I need it to be public. You know, I need, because that's part of what my jammy, I need numbers. 
This is, right. These are things I need because I'm going to be self-employed. So, <laughs> you know, numbers are kind of numbers are kind of important. Dude, I some- uh, yeah, don't I? I always get distracted. Like if I start talking about an app, and then I start messing with it, then I'll get yeah. distracted. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could totally see myself getting into this though. Like, uh, yeah, uh, Devo's been uh, Devo's been using it like all the times. Like I'm driving home now. I'm at home now. I'm playing with the kids now. Drumming the kids off it. Like I'll get updates all the time. Um, yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like I remember a time when I was like, Twitter is it. There's nothing after Twitter. And now there's Instagram. And yeah. it's like most people are on Instagram, not Twitter. Yeah. And then then this thing comes out. So at least they're all integrated. At least nothing's like dying off. Really. You know, they kind of have their own use. Like using Facebook is a platform for certain things versus Twitter is for different things and Instagram clearly for pictures. It's funny. So. It, it's funny to watch you like it, I, I would have foresaw the, the death of Facebook e- eventually, but it yeah. seems to seems to be this beast that keeps growing and it keeps, it, it's kind of like if you want to be connected locally in a lot of local areas, there, there's a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of younger people, but, a lot of people still use Facebook. It's so I would crazy. say Facebook and Instagram are a lot more active than Twitter. As far as like feedback, like if you want like activity, people like actively, because most people follow a ton of people. So it's like the stream just flies by in a lot of cases versus Facebook. Facebook's nice when you don't follow family or work. <laughs> so I've unfollowed a ton of people. Um, where it's kind of more like what Twitter used to be. So I'll go to Facebook to kind of catch up with some people. And then, um, yeah, it's, I thought it was going to die. I wanted it to die. I've never liked Facebook. I, I wish MySpace was still around. I would, I'd prefer MySpace over. Dude, I killed MySpace. I as far as like hacking numbers and stuff like that, that one was, that was ridiculous. And it was, it wasn't like pointless like hacking numbers. Like I had legit audience that was active, you know? Really? Totally. Yeah. And then Twitter and Facebook came out and my, once MySpace died, it was like, fuck, there they go. Dude, Bye. On, on MySpace, when I was, uh, when I first got joined MySpace, I was involved in a lot of church activities and I, I used it as a platform to connect with a lot of Christian, Christian mm-hmm. art bands and, uh, there was this Jay Baker who was on Mark Maron's podcast. He he was Tammy, uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker's son. He started a church called Revolution Church that was uh, in in a bar, and he did it from uh, North Carolina. Was one of the chapters, I guess you would say. And I went down for like they would do a podcast, and I went down there, and it was like these punk rock kids who who did this podcast. And um, so I, I remember a time going back and, and really getting into, uh, like, paying attention to uh, him and what he was doing. He was, like, one of the first people that, that for me, as a Christian, that I would see uh, kind of questioning things. Yeah. And uh, I remember reading a Rolling Stone article about him and it's funny to to kind of 
no, I'm not involved in, in that community at all, but just to watch the transition of how things happen over the years and you watch how you're, and we talked about it earlier, depending on how your taste change or what you're involved in, you, you kind of lose track of what's going on with certain people. And then, and then through social media, you can catch, catch up with them and, and um, like to, to be able to catch up, whether it's through podcasting or through YouTube videos, you find that like things move very quickly and you can kind of see the patterns of how things happen. But our perspective, because for so long we didn't have the internet, uh-huh. uh, our perspective versus our kid, my kid's perspective and, and the, the generations to come, like things were much slower back in the day. But now I think with the internet and the 24 hour news cycle with podcasts, things come and go, uh, styles change. Um, what, going going shopping with my kids now, and you see like all the styles from the '90s and the '80s kind of are back now. The kids at uh, at the mall they were selling these uh, those poncho jackets. You know the one I'm talking about, the ones that kids in the early '90s were wearing. The hippies they were like they um, like the woven surfer sweater yes, kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, those are back, uh-huh. dude. Kids were. I know. Wearing. I, I didn't really. I'm glad the nineties are back. I never left the nineties. I just, I just been waiting for them to come back. So I'm good with that. I'm good with the nineties. <laughs> I need. I'm going to be the cool older guy that's still in touch with the nineties that all the younger kids can look up to. That's why we talk about masturbation so much on the show. We know what we know what our audience wants. We just, it's just trying to tap into that audience is tough, bro. That's the tough part. It is yeah. trying, trying, taste, trying, trying to find that audience is tough. Like, like yeah. we said and, earlier. I mean, you start trying to hand out flyers at schools and you're 34. People start it's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm promoting my podcast. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. MySpace would have been perfect for podcasts, man. They had a little audio section. You could have a few of your top podcasts right there. You can go check it out. Boom. You know, it, it, for like a like a profile page for a podcast. Yeah. Or if they created RSS, like if you could just have that and then just hit subscribe or publish to iTunes. Yeah. Hey, I just realized I went on a tangent. I totally forgot. I was trying to get back on the rails, but I totally forgot you brought back MySpace. I I didn't, I, I didn't want to, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to get back. I'll remember where I, what I was talking. And then I just lost it. When you mentioned MySpace, uh, MySpace was where I connected. Like I, I, I paid attention to a lot of Christian stuff. And then, I, I wrote a lot of blogs. For me, that was my outlet back in the day. I wrote a lot of blogs, and I was able to connect with a lot of people through mm-hmm. through those blogs. And then when I deleted my MySpace account, I did not copy. Like, I didn't save those blogs, which now, going back, I think they would be really interesting to look at. Dude, I saved. That's what my uh, what ended up being Words, the Words podcast. Oh, nice. It's stuff, oh, nice. that, stuff back when... I was writing. I did like creative writing things on the MySpace, but I saved them. <laughs> I didn't save like, shit, man. man. I need to. It's like I might do something with these, write more. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's dead. That's like old. It's old shit. That's like the. It's the cassette deck of social networks. It's gone, brother. It, well, because yeah. I, I have a friend that he he he's selling. You know, the thing nowadays is to sell sell cassette tapes. Cassette tapes are back. They're back, Damn. dude. That is the that is the hip thing yeah, to but, do. 
I guess. Let's see how much it takes off. I had a I, I had a thought. I don't remember. It was from uh, there's a documentary that's uh, I, and I can't think of the name right now, but it was about these two guys who live next who were in an apartment and their next door neighbors were crazy old drunkards and they could hear them through the wall. So they decided to to hook a microphone up to a pole and put it out their window to record their conversations. And then they started it was all cassette tapes. And then it just started. They, you know, share them around. And then that became almost basically like the first podcast where people would copy these these cassette tapes. And after watching that, I was like, ooh, cassette tapes. Maybe that's a new thing. But then I'm like, where am I going to get cassette tapes? People will have to buy cassette tape players. It's like I'm just thinking of the logistics of all the things that would have to go on. It's like I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> Dude, I had so many cassette tapes. Uh, I know I said a half an hour. We we had to wrap it up, but I, I found this old Facebook page. I w- hung out at this uh, record store called Trader Vicks in Dayton, um, mm-hmm. kind of before it was like in the early '90s, and um, I would go there. And, and be- when CDs were starting to take off, I was still buying tapes. I was still mm-hmm. hanging on to them, and then I had. I had a family member steal a bunch of my cassette tapes, and it caused me. It was like, okay, I'm not buying cassette tapes anymore. I'll switch over to, I'll switch over now to CDs. I'll go to the reliable format that will be around for decades and decades. <laughs> See the compact disc. Yeah, dude, I spent a lot of money on on tapes and stuff, and even I have a bunch of old videotapes that I recorded video back then. Uh, and I recently bought a VHSC because a lot of those tapes were on VHSC. Now I just need to get a VCR and find a way to <laughs> upload that shit into a hard drive. So it does, they make. It does uh, we, we used to sell for like six months. It was uh, basically a VCR that had a USB out. That'd so it was for archiving. I don't know. I think Ion made it, uh, but it did, it only worked with PCs. But yeah, there's. I'm sure there's something out there if you want to archive that shit. I need to, but, dude, because those tapes that, they just go bad. It, it will go bad, and I'll lose yeah. all that information. I have, mm-hmm. uh, I have cassette tapes from way back in the day when I was like nine, ten years old, playing with a boombox, recording like a radio show, pretending to be a DJ, <laughs> like early podcasting back then, and and. I, when I first got a video camera, I would, I would film myself doing a lot of dumb shit. I think there's there's some video of me possibly being on LSD and um, stuff like that. I went to a something called the Hash Bash was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It was a marijuana legalization rally, uh, which in fact the Hash Bash is coming up this weekend in in Ann Arbor. Um, oh, April, yeah. And I was uh, I was. It's always the first Saturday in April up there, and I was joking around with my wife because we're off for four days. I was like, "Ah, I'll go. I want to go up there just to see what it's like." She was like, "No, can't you make it." I, dude, I want to. I, I want to so, but I think Drew Sample went up there uh, last That's... week. By the way, shout out to Drew Sample. Uh, he, him, and Jason and Joe Rangatang, they put together. They brought Dean Del Rey out to uh, Toronto, and mm-hmm. he he. At the beginning of one of his podcasts recently, he went on and it talked about those guys and talked about how awesome they were. And, and I awesome. know Drew recently had him on his podcast and Drew's taking, like he seems to be taking the, the podcast more seriously. And he's, he's really like kind of how, how 
your attitude is like I'm going to continue to to have it grow and I'm gonna yeah take it in, in a in a new direction. He's also like I'm seeing Drew step up and and do things as well where it's like watching my friends blossom you know what i mean and it takes a long time to do all this so it takes a you've long seen long the process time. yeah, yeah you've seen did. the process all everybody else that's like just meeting drew there's like whoa how did you do that and it's like dude he's been doing it for years it took a while to get to this place takes a you while. just have to start 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 starting is the hardest thing stop thinking about like 10 years like uh, what's it going to be when it blows up? How am I going to handle it? Or I'm so nervous. People are going to talk shit. It's like, don't give a, f- <laughs> if somebody doesn't like your shit, chances are they just won't watch it. It's right. kind of rare that you get assholes until you're really popular. Yeah, so we, it's like, you know, for the most part, yeah, you don't get a whole people don't, if you're not, if your not, show's not listened to by millions or thousands and thousands, generally like I, Gen- I don't, I don't receive any, any negative stuff. And if, if I do, I'm like, Wow, they're that passionate about what I'm doing that they're going to be negative, you know. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, man, I don't. I, I've never experienced any anybody hasn't taken the time and and wrote me anything bad. Um, so I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no news is always no bad news. Right. Right. Something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I don't know. Yeah. Well, hey Ray, where, uh, dude, it's been great catching up with you, and I love. Yeah, I got my studio, which I'm in right now, um, mm-hmm. and I, I created this last year after seeing um, after seeing Mark Marin's show. I was like, you know, that's kind of cool to have something in your garage. And so I put up all my memorabilia and lava lamps and Christmas lights and all this stuff in here. And it's it, uh, it's so cold in the winter in here because there's no heat. <laughs> And space Mark Marin lives in fucking in LA. LA. <laughs> the garage is a different different ecosystem in LA than it is in Dayton, Ohio. So, so for me, during the winter, there's a like I realize there's a certain period of time where I'm like, there's no way I'm going out there and fucking yeah. setting up Skype to freeze my. I was ass curious to know what you were gonna do with that. It's like, is he just gonna be bundled up or something like that during the winter? Yeah. It's awesome though. It's good to have your own space to to do be you know whatever whatever your hobby is or whatever it is you want to do. It's so nice to have a space. Oh, you know, you're not like you're not trying to clear an, an area in a different room for for it. You know, it makes it a lot easier. It's one less barrier to start doing something. That's what I know? was doing that for years, man. I would go in my son's room or I would go in one part of the house, but. Uh, and I tried to do a few solo podcasts through through the winter, and I'm glad to be able to get the Skype kick kick back off and be able to have conversations again. I think that's that's another thing that was kind of depressing me is not not continuously being able to uh, have conversations with mm-hmm. other adults because let's face it, man, when I'm at work, like I see the same people all the time, and I can't exactly have an hour or two hour long conversation with somebody I respect and enjoy their company. And like Scott and I, we had Scott's got his own, his own life. And sometimes we don't really get to hang out that much. So it's nice to be able to sit and chat with a, uh, a peer for sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's one thing that's nice about, uh, my shows that Keith, Keith's always there. 
He's you know, dude, man. Even if we don't have, even if we don't have a guest, which you know, it's been a while. Which you know, so you don't always. I don't don't always need a guest. When we came back, it was it was just me and Justin. There were no guests. Yeah. And then we had an audience, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> let's talk to these weird people that are listening to us and see what they have to say." Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely nice to take the break, catch up with a good friend. You know, I'm, it's I'm, one of the one of the benefits of, of podcasting. I'm proud technology. of Keith, by the way. Yeah, me too. I'm proud of Keith too. <laughs> he finally got his license back. <laughs> he's finally, yeah, he's he's a 16 year. We're all like Keith and I are both. Same age, but we're kind of both going through the the teenager things, right? We're going to move in with each other. We're going to rent. You know, he just got his license. You know, I'm going to be looking to make some money, hopefully. Hopefully not having to get a job, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird time, kind of a weird space to be in as a, as a quote unquote grown up. A grown up. What's I don't Drunk. know I don't know what that's supposed to feel like, dude. I I keep trying to trying to get the idea of what it's supposed to feel like, but the only thing I feel is like aches and pains with age. But for the most part, like I feel wiser, but I still feel young. Yeah, I think a lot of being a quote unquote grown up is to be is to kind of give up in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, we haven't given up yet. And like we're still passionate about stuff that we're interested in and we're like actively pursuing those things. Yeah. I think a lot of people that are the quote unquote grown ups are people that just quit. They quit. They they signed the the corporate check was enough for them. And that's okay. Some people are happy but some people will do that, but then they have a great life outside of work where they go on great vacations or whatever the fuck. Whatever normal people do with their time. But are there I don't normal know. people out there? I, they're out there, man. I just that's why I stay indoors a lot. That's why I talk to people on Skype. There's no <laughs> I don't go outside. That's gross, bro. There's people out there. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm not a fan of people in general. I like pe I like my people. Yeah. Like there's a specific I can do without. You froze I'm, up I'm, you froze up I'm, again I'm, there for a minute. You had a like you I, had I, a thing I, going I, on. Skype Skype loves it when I touch myself. <laughs> all right, brother. Where where can people find you? Find all your uh, stuff. They can find me on all the different social networks, uh at Ray Taylor or uh Inspired Disorder, either one. Uh inspireddisorder.com is where you can find all my artwork and podcast stuff. And then of course Inspired Disorder Collective is where you can find all the great shows from podcasters all around the world, including Izzy Rock, yeah, buddy, and and uh and the uh on the block with Scott Epic one too. Yeah, so that's where you can find all of my stuff and enjoy, and you can see live streams potentially on that that Periscope app, which we'll see we'll see what happens. I'm waiting for the the porn stars to discover that app really, because <laughs> this is another twist. Twitter bot Vine, and then that, that, I mean, I still use Vine now and then, generally for dog videos, um, but, you know, it's like, this is perfect, this is, like, I don't understand, this is going to be, it's going to be so crazy to see when that happens, because it's going to happen any day now, any day now, there's going to be porn on Periscope, live porn, people, 
just, you know, that's where my priorities are at. Just so you guys know, <laughs> we're talking about being an adult here. This is some grown up shit to watch people have sex or just play with the cells live naked on some kind of application. It's internet's great. It's amazing. It still gets you excited after all these years, and you, it's the all, it's the same thing. But then again, it's not. It's kind of like podcasting. It's not as pleasurable yeah. at times. But it, it's like I never know what I'm going to expect. But I'm looking forward to the next thing. You could be in a rut, and then all of a sudden, bam! Magic happens. Magic can explode at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's on the app. It's on. And then I commented while she's like, damn, that bitch exploded. All right, buddy. I love you, yeah. man. Love you too, buddy. All right. You take care of yourself. Um, hold on. Uh, we'll just, uh, we'll end it. Uh, I'll just end it here. Let me, let me end it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll end it. We'll end it. <laughs> All right, guys, go, go follow me on social media at the easy rock and go to the easy rock.com. And, uh, I hope you guys have a great week. If you guys like the podcast, go rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. It always helps. Um, and I already said, talked about the Gym City podcast and on the block. If you want to go check those out too, but especially give Inspired Disorder podcast a listen. These guys are funny. It's a, it's lighthearted. It's like there's a lot of talk about masturbation. There's a lot of talk about UFC. There's yeah. a lot of comedy talk, and these guys, these guys are funny, and it, it's you, a great sounding podcast. <laughs> like if just if you want to get a taste of the show, if you go to YouTube, there's uh, Keith told a story of when he had a catheter. If you want to check out that story, that's a good kind of a primer. I think it's like a half hour long story, twenty minutes, something like that. But you you kind of get a feel for what the show's about if you check out that that YouTube. Just Keith's catheter story um, on the Inspired Disorder YouTube page. Yeah, check that out. And Keith has a, a great new haircut, so go go give Keith oh, a haircut. Does he <laughs> cut his hair again? No, you know the what, so he's, wearing a hat. he's always wearing a hat on the show, and then well, except for the one time he took his hat off, and I couldn't. It is that was one of the most distracting things I've had to deal with on the podcast. <laughs> is that that hair? Oh, Keith. Oh, Keith. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Later, guys. Here's uh here I'll I'll add it. But here's here will be some cool song from some independent band, and I'll tell you now. The lower astral planes, the dimension closest to this dimension, and it's supposedly the place you go when you die, and there's like reptilians. And it's basically a form of Earth, but it's a little darker.
stepped into her chambers, had a big fat grin, probed my scrolled thumb with her long thumb. Syringe digging out device that made me come. My jizz shot out in a fluorescent cup. Looked into my eyes and straight drank it up. Her stomach grew like a big ass balloon. Out of her vagina came a gray baboon with elf fling ears and some reptoid scales. Hair white like hell, don't even try to tell. These are the people that I want to be with. guys it's Izzy Rock you like art well I like art as well and my friend Ray Taylor who started the Inspired Disorder Collective is an artist and I want you to go to inspireddisorder.com go to Ray Taylor's store and check out all the badass art this dude has created put in the code Izzy Rock this is a sponsor for the podcast Go support the Tales from the Heartside podcast by supporting Ray Taylor. That's right. By supporting Ray Taylor, you can also support your friend Izzy Rock. So go to inspiredisorder.com and go check out the store. And when you check out, put in the coupon code I-Z-Z-Y-R-O-C-K. Later. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. From the bad parent. <laughs> this could be a while. All right. Hey, I'm Justin. I'm Jody. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> now I know why nothing ever gets said in Hollywood. <laughs> hey, Jody. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> hey, Jody. Hi, Justin. Do you like guys with beards? Um, sometimes. Sometimes? What about bald heads? Most of the time. What if there are guys with beards and bald heads with just deep rivers of blue eyes that just say, I love you? I tend to marry them. <laughs> <laughs> now, what if they're just a genuinely good dude, too? Uh, I just friend them. Befriend them. Not befriend them. friend them. Not friend them. That sounds like a Facebook thing. What about thing? be friendly with them? Not too friendly. Not too friendly? I don't know. Well, the Izzy Rock meets those requirements. He's bearded. He's bald. He's got those deep rivers of bluey, bluey eyes. You mean he's got triple Bs? Yes, triple Bs. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and he's got a couple podcasts that he does. I knew that. Yeah. Tales from the Hard Side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the Block with his bestest friend ever, Scott Epic. Mm-hmm. And then he also produces the Gem City podcast, which is a local, like, artsy-fartsy type podcast in the Dayton, Ohio area. So, Well, who knew? I know. I, I, basically, what I'm trying to say here is he's a good guy. You should go listen to him. Give him a, give him a shout out. And if you like his stuff... You know what? Subscribe to him on iTunes. Also, you can leave him a comment. Rate, review, and subscribe, people. We'd appreciate it. And so would he. Yes, yes, he would. Oh, he's a, he's a dad, too. So the Bad Parenting Podcast loves the fact that he's a dad. So that helps out. Dads also, are great. Dads are great. Two cool sons. See, good dude. Reason good kids. We need more people like him. I agree. So, yes, yes. Listen listen to Izzy's shit. It's, it's awesome. Agree again. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye. I think your dog just farted. <laughs> My dog just farted. Cue inspirational music. Hey guys, you can follow me on Twitter at the Izzy Rock, and I do a podcast with my friend Scott. I'm Scott Epic, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Scott Epic. We do a podcast called On the Block. On the Block. Go check it out. iTunes is Stitcher. If this sounds like something that appeals to you. Do it. Go, give it a listen. A wide range of topics we talk about. It's only an hour a month. Only an hour a month. And it could save your life. It could. And the life of a child. It'll make you feel like you're not alone in the universe. Yeah. On the block. Go check it out. Red Moth LLC is a local company with a firm belief in community and the cooperative spirit. Releasing both music and film in the Dayton, Ohio area, along with other national releases. Red Moth LLC is funded solely by the artists associated with the company and with the support of local listeners like yourselves. You can find out more about us by going to www.redmothrecords.com. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Red Moth LLC, and you can find us at Twitter at Redmoth underscore records. If you would like to donate to the cause and help support a local company, go to www.gofundme.com slash redmothllc and join the Red Moth Survival Initiative. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.